you saw the Matrix, did you not? I did see the Matrix. It starts getting starts getting faster and faster and faster, and then I feel a bright light on the side of my head. As soon as that got done, boom, geometric patterns, and everything stopped. Everything froze, and I could see a very faint light green, bluish green, very light, almost like a faint laser that made a grid-like pattern through the as far back as I could see in the horizon, and then all the way up. And that's when I started following the lines, and it was like a just like a grid. How am I supposed to like go about my day-to-day -day life after this? Right now on Higher Journeys with Alexis Brooks. Welcome everyone to Higher Journeys. If it is your first time here, of course, I welcome you. And for the journeyers, welcome back. Listen, guys, I got a new guest. We're just chock full of new guests and exciting topics this new season. And this uh, one episode is no exception. We've got Mr. Charlie Robinson of the Macro Aggressions podcast with us to talk about some deep stuff. We're going to talk about the matrix. We're going to talk about what he saw. We're going to get into it very, very quickly. But first, let me just formally welcome you to the podcast, Charlie. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. You know, our mutual friend, Alex. Yeah. Alex, if, if, if you say, hey, I'm a friend of Alex, it's we're good. Okay. It's gonna be, well, I know it's going to be awesome. Well, I'm, I'm <laughs> glad that he's worked. pretty amazing. That's how I we found love, Mr. We love Alex. Yeah. Shout out to Skeptico, Alex Securis of The Skeptico. We've both uh, been friends with Alex for several years now, and uh, he brought us together. So listen, without further ado, we've been talking offline about this thing we loosely call the matrix journeyers. What is that? What is the matrix? We use this term sort of in jest, particularly since that famous movie. The, the original matrix, this idea, Charlie, that we may indeed be living in a simulated reality. It is highly controversial. And yet, this is something that academia has in recent years really taken a, a, another look at in a really trying to uh, meet out whether we could be at least in, in a quasi simulation even. But I always say the experiential will trump belief or even the science in some cases, in many cases, every single time, experience. And so, Charlie, you have an experience that I happened to serendipitously run into while you were interviewing Mr. David Icke. Fantastic episode. I think I'm going to link that as well. Where you told a little tidbit about a little experience you had that had a huge implication. You saw the Matrix, did you not? I want you to tell the story end to end, take as long as you want. We're going to get I into did. this. Guys. I did see the matrix and I will start the story of, of this event that happened in February of 2023. So just a couple of months ago, but I have to go in order to tell it, I have to go back to 2019 to set it up the right way. So I was at Anarcapulco, which is the largest anarchist convention in the world in Acapulco, Mexico. It happens every Every year, I, I wound up writing a book with Jeff Berwick, who is the founder of Anarchapulco. And so I've been at, at a few of these events. And in 2019, I was there as a speaker. And one of the nice things about Anarchapulco is that after you're done, uh, you know, you, it's like it's a it's a week long event. You know, it's like Monday through Friday. But in the speakers go all day until about five o'clock. But then afterwards, 
there's little a la carte items that you can add to your Anarchapoco experience if you want to. You can go out and release baby sea turtles into the ocean at night with the group that does that over at the Nature Preserve, which is cool. You can go, they have concerts, they have comedy shows, but they also have um, shaman, shamanic uh, adventures, right? You can do ayahuasca. You can, you can do um, peyote. You can do uh, DMT. And so my first time at the, at the conference was 2019. I wanted to do everything. You know, I wanted to do, you know, the, the baby sea turtle releases and, and, and all this good stuff. By the way, you, you would think at an anarchist conference that you'd be like, where is the Molotov cocktail throwing contest or the burning tire uh, simulator? When, when are we doing all None of that's happening. Right. It's it's none of that. It's not it's not a bunch of lunatics. It's not like an Antifa, right? It's very it's people that don't want to be told by the state how to live their lives. They believe that they are a better steward of of themselves than the state will ever be. They want freedom. And so when you're talking about a concept like that, you're going you have the opportunity for add-on experiences. And ayahuasca was one of them that I did during the first time I was there. It was, it was profound. It was hardcore. It was, it was, I walked out of that place at seven o'clock in the morning. You know, it was, it was rough, but, but a couple days went by and then I had the, I had the final day, the final night that I was there, I had set up to do the DMT ceremony. And it and they the way the shaman set it up is for the DMT ceremony. It's five meo DMT, so it's not the, it's not ayahuasca, but it's also not the smokable kind. It's somewhere in the middle, and it's it's ground down into a powder form, and they put it into this pipe kind of contraption, stick it up your nose, and blow it up your nose. It's not the best, but but anyway, in order to do this, they pair you up. They say. You and you are a team. You and you are a team. You know, if you came with somebody, obviously you can be, but the shaman kind of paired you up. So I got paired up with this guy that was next to me. And I said, nice to meet you. What's your name? He says, my name's Johnny Dollar. And I said, what do you do? He says, I'm a crypt, I'm an art, a crypto artist. I go, what, what kind of art do you do? And he says, post-pop surrealism. I go, what does that mean? He says, well, I have a painting of Mickey Mouse holding a gas canister with a Bitcoin logo on it. And over his shoulder is a central bank that he's lit on fire. And I was like, whoa, you and I are going to be friends, right? You know, immediately right off the bat, I was like, this is this. I like this guy. And he went first and he had a, he had a great experience. I went second. I had a great experience. We got done. We're still trying to process this. It's like an hour for each of them. So it's not one of those little five minute type of deals. Um, we go back up to his room. Uh, he shows me, he's, he's brought his art book with him and he's just, he's speaking there. He's, he's, he's one of the speakers. I'm one of the speakers, but I, had, I just didn't know him. And we start to talk about all the art and we, we start to unpack our DMT experience from that night. We stay in touch following year. I see him again. And, um, he, we, we get partnered up. We do DMT again, same thing. A couple years go by. 2023, February 2023, I'm back at Anarchapulco. I'm speaking again, and I, it was the Monday night, and I'm I'm very, um, it's good to see everybody, but I don't see Johnny. He's, he, I just didn't see, I, I haven't, I didn't see him. So I did my presentation. I was day one. We got done. We went to the Ron Paul dinner, which was down on the beach in Acapulco, and 
And that was fantastic. And when that wrapped up, I said, well, where are we going? Well, what's the plan? Like, where's everybody going after this? We said, well, we're going to go right around the corner. There's a bar that Max Egan owns. Max Egan from the Crow House, if those of you that are into his outstanding work. I said, yeah, let's go see Max. So we go, We, where is it? And they said, well, you can kind of hear. So as we're walking, we can hear the music. We go around this corner and there's a bar and, and there's people spilled out all over. I and mean, the bar can't even hold everybody. Everybody's out in the street and it's Mexico at like 10 o'clock at night and everybody's drinking beers out on the street. Nobody really cares. And I see a guy who's working like the beer tub there. He's selling beers and it's Johnny Dollar. And I go, what are you doing here? And he says, well, what are you? Yeah, good to see you. Uh, you know, how, how are you? And I, I told him, I just, I just did a presentation. I didn't know you were coming to the event this year. He says, well, I'm not really coming to the event. I mean, I, I think I'm going to stop by and see everybody, but I actually live here now. And I was like, what? He said, yeah, I live right above the bar. I live in the same place where Max owns the bar. I live next door to him. I said, get out of here. So we have this conversation. It's great to see him. Great to catch up on everything. And he said to me, you know, there was a guy that came by here a couple of weeks ago. And had um, vape pens that were DMT, DMT vape pens. And I was like, really? And now Johnny's my DMT partner, right? So he said, I know you've been trying, dying to, to try this, the different form, you know, the sort of like the, the final, <laughs> you know, the more intense version of this. And I said, yeah. And he said, um, I'll tell you what, he says, why don't you do this at the end of the week, when you're done with all your, all the stuff you need to do, all the obligations, meet me here Friday night, right when the sun goes down and we'll, and we'll, we'll, we'll do, we'll, I'll plan something for us. I was like, all right, cool. So the week goes by I'm super excited. Friday night, sun goes down. I show up. There's Johnny. He says, where are we going? He said, we're going to go down to the beach. And uh, he said, I brought a couple towels, you know, we're just going to go down the beach. Now, by this time, it's now not, it's dark. And we, we decide to go down and, and, and get our, find ourselves a, a spot on this beach. There's nobody out there. There's no people, the, the restaurants or stores that have been around, they're all shut down. So it's pitch black and the stars are out, which is fantastic because I live, you know, in a city and I don't see the stars enough. So I'm already feeling pretty good and it's Johnny. And so I feel comfortable. And, it, and so he kind of lays out the whole thing. He says, all right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to first time around. I just want you to take a couple hits. And then I want you to lay back with your, you know, on your towel, which is on the sand and close your eyes. And we'll just go for, we'll just do a session like that real quick. I'm not going to hit it really hard. You're just going to you know do a couple, couple puffs and that'll be good. We do that. I start to immediately feel the you know every it just starts getting starts getting faster and faster and faster and then I feel a bright light on the side of my head like if you were in surgery and they took one of those overhead movable lights and put it right by the side of your head so I have my eyes closed but I can feel light and I can feel it on one side of my don't ask me how but I but I could and I got this very, very direct feeling that I was being examined. Like, like if you think about the way a, a car gets painted, an auto painter, like with a, a mechanical arm and it's in a thing and it, you know, it goes, it starts on one side and starts spraying and then it moves itself around and then it does the other side. I felt like there was something that was scanning me 
from one side all the way down around my feet, up the other side, around my head. And as soon as that got done, boom, geometric patterns. And I went into a very unusual place that was filled with the kind of traditional stories that you hear, earthen colors, oranges, browns, yellows, um, adobe kind of vibe feel to it. Very sort of like Indian art, like I would kind of just Navajo style, those types of colors and those types of patterns that went, and then that kind of faded off and, and, and everything came back to reality. And I sat up and I went, Whoa, (laughs) you know, like, Whoa, what is this? Right. So he said, pretty cool, huh? And I said, yeah, pretty cool. And after each time we would talk, we would just kind of get, you know, how have you been? Tell me where you've been, you know, what have you been doing? And I've had him on my podcast and I've emailed him every now and then, but you know, I just have a very, very special and unusual relationship with Johnny Dower. He's one of the best people I know. He's, he's his art. And by the way, since the last time we had seen each other, crypto went through the roof in the summer of 2021 and, um, and NFTs had gone crazy and he was in huge demand. He became like a big celebrity in, in Miami, like Art Basel. They, they had like a place for him and rappers were coming in and buying nfts from him and he said it was just a crazy experience it was very like unreal to him and so we had this great talk and in between we would i'd do another round i'd do another round and another round and then as we you know this went on for about two hours and in between we would talk for 20 minutes or so now the final one was the one i talked about with david ike and this was the one that really kind of you know, it's all very weird and it's all unusual. And I think if I had just, if it had just done it the one time there, that would have been plenty. And I would have, I would have felt, uh, you know, a very unusual connection. I would have understood what people were talking about. But the last one, he said, this time, the, the problem with DMT is that it, it wears off very fast. Your body is, is, is excellent at metabolizing it. So the, the, you've got a very short window and you need, a, you need enough fuel, I guess, so to speak, to, to take off appropriately. So you have to kind of keep smoking this as fast as you can, as much as you can, as deep as you can. And, and so the last time he said, go and go and go until you can't go anymore. Don't worry about the the pen. I'll take it out of your hands, but I want you to do something different this time. This time, I don't want you to lay back and I don't want you to close your eyes. This time I want you to stay where you are, which is just kind of sitting on your butt, you know, I want you to stay there and I want you to keep your eyes open and I want you to tell me what you see. And he was leading the witness that Johnny dollar, he was leading (laughs) the witness and he knew what was going to happen. And I didn't know, but I went as, 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 as much as I could, as fast as I could held it as long as I could. And from where I was sitting, even though it was night, the moon was up, I could still see the waves crashing. You could see sort of the white crest of the waves crashing. And it's very rhythmic. It's very soothing. I think we need that as human beings. It's great to be close to the ocean, all the, you know, the ionization. There's just a lot of benefits to it. It's good for your brain. See the stars, all that stuff. I was, so the whole experience leading up to this last session was great. 
And I did what he said. And I sat there and I watched those waves kick in. And you've got about a 20 second window before it, before it, it starts to get, before it all kind of kicks in. And as I was watching, and in that 20 second window where I was waiting for it to kick in, I was watching the waves come in and crash. And then another one came in. And then another, and it, it, it didn't quite crash. It just stopped and everything stopped. Everything froze. And I looked down a little bit where my kind of where my knees and feet were where the sand was. I had my feet in the sand and I could see a very faint light green, bluish green, very light, almost like a faint laser that made a grid like pattern from where I was all the way through the sand, all the way through the water, through the wave that was still completely frozen in place through the as far back as I could see in the horizon and then all the way up. And that's when I started following the lines. And it was like a, just like a grid, you know, perfect, perfect squares. And I started to look and see if I could see how far does this go? Like, where does it end? You know, does it end at the water? No, it goes past the water. Does it end? It goes as far as the horizon, but it didn't end at the horizon. It went up and up and up, up. And so I start looking up. And as I look up, I can see every star that's ever been there. You know, and it felt like stars were moving out of the way so that I could see more stars that were behind them. Hmm. And I could see, I felt like the, 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 the feeling that I, the thought that I had in the aftermath processing this was that it felt like if you had a computer program that was like uh, a, like a, a a CAD design, like something that you were building, you were, you, you had a, you're a really great graphic designer and you're making like, I don't know, you're doing Lord of the Rings and it's all computer generated and you're doing Gollum, right? And you, and you have, but you have to, before you put the face on it, you have to build sort of the framework of him, you know, you have to build, it looks kind of grid-like and it, but it kind of takes shape. I felt like it, I was seeing the, the, like you were peeling back several layers of the universe and I was seeing the base layer and the base layer was a grid. And I said afterwards, I think we're in a simulation. <laughs> I, I don't think this is, this isn't anything like what we've been told it is. This is, it's nothing like it. And, 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 and look to just, for context, I'm not religious, you know, spiritual, but not religious. You know, I have that, that sort of hokey thing. It's like, I, I'm interested in all of this stuff, but I don't subscribe to, I'm not a part of an organized religion. So I don't, I don't have, and I say that only because I don't have my eggs in any particular basket. I'm kind of open to, to whatever is out there. I'm interested. And, and I felt like I was in a computer program. And, and I, and, and I wasn't really even sure how I felt about that. I wasn't, I didn't have, I didn't have like a religious component that was pulling at me saying, no, 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 that's all wrong. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have that tugging at me. So I was kind of free to explore a 
concept of that maybe I was in mm -hmm. a simulation. And, and, and it was so much bigger than I could imagine. It felt what like bigger. The, what was bigger? The, the, it felt like a, it felt, I mean, I know here, God, these, the flat earthers are going to be like, <laughs> go, 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 you know, but, but no, but I felt like I was in an enclosed dome. Okay. <laughs> I really did. I felt like there was a firmament that, that concept only because as far as I looked the, 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 the line kind of extended all the way from one point to the, you know, to, well, I couldn't really could you see. see it through the sand as an example? Let's let's talk about the 360. Yeah. Did you could you move by the way as you no. were witnessing? I, I, this? So you were frozen as well. I was well, I I I I could I was sitting up, I was comfortable where I was sitting. I didn't and, and I was instructed to not lay back, so I was intentionally not moving around too much, but I did move a little bit when I leaned my head back to kind of see what was going okay. on in the very end when it finally ended. I did uh, because I wanted to see the stars as much as I could. I did finally lean way back onto my elbows and tilt my head up so that I could look at the stars. And because I, I was trying, <clears throat> what I was trying to figure out was, was the grid in front of the stars mm. or was it behind the stars? And that's, that's the most confusing part for me was that it, it appeared that the grid was behind the stars. Like that everything was inside of it. But it, I, I, but I mean, you know, if I was under oath, I don't know if I could say for right. sure that that because was the case. Right, right. It's, I mean, just looking at stars, they say just uh, the act of looking at stars can be somewhat of an optical illusion. So it's hard to say. But the bot, well, yeah. I, I want to, this, thank you for this. This is wow. And I'm so glad yeah. that I, I convinced you to really, because I'm sure you had to go back in your mind and really think this yeah. through after yeah. I, I reached out to you to say, I want you to talk about this. Here's a question. This happened recently. This happened this year in 2023. Yeah. You obviously had some semblance of an idea that the simulated model was being discussed in circles. Yes. What were your thoughts on that before you saw this? Did it? Um, I, I was open to it. But I didn't have any energy one way or the other on okay. simulation theory. I've, you know, I've heard, you know, I've heard Elon Musk talk about it yeah. and say, well, you know, the chance that, you know, and all that stuff. So I, I, I can, I can hear the concept getting talked about in a serious way and in a, in a joking, laughable way. So I've, I've heard, I've heard all of it and I don't really have my eggs in, in a, in a particular basket of belief in terms of simulation religion or anything like that. I'm kind of, I'm still sort of gathering data mm -hmm. before I, before I make, before I decide how I feel about this, this one experience though, put simulation theory into, in, into a, into a place in my mind where it wasn't just a bunch of lunatics talking about, wouldn't it be cool if we were part of like the matrix or, you know, somebody that that's, that's watched too much science fiction. This put it in a, in a context for me of there is a very different reality out there. And it's, it's so real on with that substance and it's and you can feel it slipping away as it slips away as reality starts to come back and it feels like it's taunting you that it's there 
and it's always there, but you can't see it. There's something going on in your head. There's some filter or barrier or something, sanity, reality, sobriety, whatever you want to call it. There's something about your day-to-day life where you can't see it. And maybe it's for the best because if everybody saw this, you nobody would get anything done. I don't know, <laughs> but but it, but I but I remember I turned to to Johnny after that last one, and I said to him, "How am I supposed to like go about my day to day life after this?" And he said, "Yeah, right, exactly. I know what you're saying." I said, "You you you want me to get bent out of shape because I have bills due?" Like who cares, you know? So there's part of it that's very liberating. Mm. Maybe, maybe not the best in terms of like personal responsibility. You know, you could very easily say none of that stuff matters. Well, until, until the bill, until they turn your power off, you know, because you're like, the universe doesn't want me to pay power bills. And they're like, yeah, well, here's enjoy living in a place with no power. So there's part of like you that you have to sort of, you have to be in this world, but maybe not of it right? You have to, you have to function in it. You have to live in the day to day, uh, in order to maintain whatever this version of reality is that we're, we're dealing with. But I have seen a place or I have seen, it felt like I, it felt like somebody said, you want to see something crazy? Come here. And like, Mm -hmm. they allowed you to peek behind the curtain. They said, take a look at that. And you went, Whoa, Oh my God, that's, and then, don't tell anyone. And then they close and go, go, go to work on Monday morning. Right. Exactly. Enjoy work. And you're exactly. like, yeah. It's Reconciling that has got to be extraordinary. You know, this reminds me, I mean, look, we've had even in the, the sci-fi space, call it predictive programming, call it, you know, the truth comes out through the, through, through fiction. Uh, they live, of course, the movie, they yeah. live where, you know, in, in a somewhat similar fashion, you know, people put on these glasses and they get to see what's really behind who they, believed to be the human uh human beings walking around and they're anything right. but so and i don't want to i don't want to build well that movie was pretty deep i think there were a lot of lessons there but the bottom line is some faculties out there in your case dmt can give us access to the backbone literally of what we may be encased within um yeah, I want to I want to spend a little bit more time talking about the days and weeks after well before we even go into that let's talk about johnny so Johnny yeah. obviously knew what you saw. Yeah. Because Johnny saw it himself. What was his experience? What did, did I'm sure you guys talked about, you know, comparing notes after the fact. What did he tell you when he saw it? He 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 said uh he said that he had had that experience in multiple places, not just on the beach. We chose to do that on the beach because it was secluded and it was you know, you've got to get the right uh you've got to get the right vibe. It, it's, it's important set and setting as they sure. say, right. You, you've got to get that. You've got to get a place in, and, and, and to, and to be crystal clear, you know, like this isn't like, I I take this stuff seriously. I take it. I I'm respectful. When, you know, I'm not doing this at a rave, at some concert, some, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I feel like this, this, that, that's, there was no, this wasn't a party for me. This was an exploration. And I needed somebody that I trusted and he's my DMT partner from years back. And, and, and I trust him. And so I I knew that when he was telling me to do it differently, 
in retrospect, I knew that it was a setup. I knew that he won't, I knew that there was a reason why he wanted me to do that. And then we got done we talked about that. And he said, I said, I saw this grid and he said, yeah, the grid. That's why I wanted you to keep your eyes open. I wanted you to see it and not just, you know, when, when you've got your eyes closed, what you're getting is you're getting all these feelings. Very real. I mean, it, 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 it's, there's no shortage of stuff going on when your eyes are closed. It's just mm-hmm. a different trip though. It, I didn't see the geometric patterns. I didn't see any of that stuff. My, my, my brain was overriding that somehow and saying, visually focus at what your eyeballs are currently seeing. Does mm-hmm. it look like how you normally see the world? Well, yes and no. I'm still on a beach. I didn't get transported somewhere. I'm still on a beach. I'm still s- sitting next to Johnny. Johnny still looks kind of the same, but everything's off. Everything's very pastel colors. That's, that's sort of a, that's sort of like a, a, a mushroom feeling too, where everything is like shaded in a little bit. It looks real, but a little shaded in. Um, I, my conversation with Johnny later about the, about the whole thing was he said, I wanted, you know, I wanted you to experience that grid thing because we, because we didn't get any of that trip with the five MEO DMT that we had done at, at, in 2019 and 2020, that that was a totally different, um, a different vibe. So this time around, it might as well have been a total, it might as well have been a different substance altogether. And, and you hear about this and I've, I've watched DMT, the spirit molecule, and I knew mm-hmm. about the interviews with that. And I know obviously everybody knows about, um, Joe Rogan talking about this and, but I had been into psychedelics since I was a freshman in college in 1990. So, so I, and I said, I'd said back then, I remember having a conversation with my mom when I was in college, I said, listen, with regard to these mushrooms, I'm telling you, there's a benefit. I feel amazing for like mm-hmm. the weeks People afterwards. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that came out, um, I don't know, a couple of years ago, they showed the, 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 doing a PET scan of a, of a person's brain before and after psilocybin mushroom uh, therapy. And afterwards their brain, uh, their, their, um, all, everything was lit up. Everything was reconnected. They said it reconnects neuro pathways. They get disconnected during the course of your life due to stress and Mm. trauma and things like that. And that this substance helps to reconnect them. And, and I, and I, I showed her, I said, see, I told you when I, you know, when I said, I was, you thought I was just, just wanted to go to the Grateful Dead concerts or something, you know, but I wasn't doing that. This was, there's, there's like a, a science behind it, you know? And sure. so I, Absolutely. I had come out of that, out of understanding that if you treat these substances with respect, and if you're there to get, a an education from it and you humble yourself and recognize, I don't know at all, but I'm, I'm interested in finding out a little bit more Then magical things can happen. So I was already into this in a variety of ways. Um, and, and this was just one more, one more experience that I added on, but I did not, I was not going into it. I'll tell you this. I was not going into it, thinking about simulation, looking for it, expecting Mm -hmm. it or anything that, that was never discussed. Yeah, I didn't. I, I he wasn't leading the witness or anything like that. It was, in fact, he he was he he did a very good job of not saying anything about that. Mm-hmm. And I think because he knew that I needed to come to that naturally. And what was what was crazy to me was that he knew I would see it. 
Right. He, he knew right. you would see it. Well, okay. So let's, let's unpeel, let's unpack, let's kick the tires on this a little bit more. Cause I really yeah. want to keep our focus on, gosh, you just had a revelation, a revelatory experience of a lifetime. Where does one go from here? And what, how did you, once you took this in, did you question yourself in even the, just the whole dynamic did you find yourself wanting to look deeper into how real, ironically, paradoxically, how real the simulation is? Because simulation is about it not being real. It's a simulation of something else. Um, what what happened when you left there? How did your life change? Well, every time I've left in Arcapulco, I've felt the same way. I felt conflicted. On the one hand... What a great week. I always feel re-energized. I meet new people. I, I, I have a lot of people that I stay in touch with from there. I have a great time. It, it, I'm, I get educated. It's listen, it's Mexico in February. You know what I mean? Like right. how, how bad can it be? Right. So, so there's that you're around like-minded people. I feel very energized, re-energized, right? I feel like it's like it charges my batteries and, and, and I can go for till the next time around. But I, the conflict is that I feel sad because I'm going back to reality. I'm going back to the real world. I'm going back to a place where it's not an archipelago. It's not, I'm not surrounded by like-minded people that are thinking outside of the box and creating new systems that, that, that are better than the existing system. And they're, you know, homeschooling and unschooling their kids and teaching you how to do that and teach, showing you how to get healthy and other ways that are that the government wouldn't like you talking about because they actually work, you know, and things like that. And so you go through this week of this and you're inspired and it's that mm. I've never heard of this person. I'm going to watch that presentation. I'm going to watch this movie. They're playing this movie. And I, it's overwhelming. It's a week of o being overwhelmed by it and in a good way. And then I go back home and it's a bit, it's a bit of a letdown. And, and I could see, Though it didn't happen to me, but I could see how it could, after having that DMT experience, how it could make you feel a little bit like, who cares? You know, it's all out. You know, none of this stuff matters. None sure. of this stuff. A lot and, of people and, are feeling that, that way now anyway. Not to cut you yeah. off, Charlie, but a lot of people, because of the revel revelations about how things work, and I, I hate using you know the proverbial waking up, whatever you want to call it, more of an awareness of the reality of how things work, <clears throat> I think there's definitely a consensus of who gives it, you know what. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I, I agree. I think a lot of people are starting to feel that way. But you, having seen, <sighs> did it make you feel less significant as a human being or us collectively did it make you want to understand how the hell do i get out of it how it, did it made make it made me feel like worst case scenario i'm you know i'm just part of this simulation there's no downside it's only upside i actually left feeling kind of not i, I wouldn't say i, I was optimistic or hopeful but it felt like a video game where at the end in, in the end like if i do something wrong if i if i if i if i die when i die you know all these things it's not it's just part of the game it's just part of how it's all set up 
it, it's it's it. I wasn't. I didn't see. I didn't feel hopeless or 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 lost or anything like that. I felt like I had a pretty nice safety net. If I'm being <laughs> honest, you call it that. You know, like what's the worst that can happen? I die in the simulation. It's a simulation. Well, here's you know a question: mean? Did you ponder? the idea of the afterlife and whether the afterlife, at least at certain levels are also within the simulation. Well, it, I'll tell you what I thought. I thought of the, um, the, we've heard people talk about this, the soul trap about getting caught in the light, go to the light, go to the light and all of that, that I, it made me think about that because I was, what I was seeing I was seeing lights, you know, I was seeing the light of this grid, like appearing almost like, oh, it's, it's, it's just like, it just it's like somebody was it illuminated? It was the grid itself illuminated? Charles? Oh yeah. Yeah. It illuminated, was. Very faint, but enough that you could see it and enough that I could tell that it was as it was close to me with regard to the, the sand, I could see it was perfect squares as it got further away. It was kind of hard to tell, but I assumed that it kept its uh, structure square grids all the way through like graph paper, like graph paper, you know, mm -hmm. white, white sheet, very fine teal line like that. And it, and it lit up not, not super bright, like neon, but just enough so that you could see it. And hmm. you know, it just felt like it felt like you, you took reality and you just peeled back the skin of it. So that you could see what was underneath it just for a second. And in, in it, and I felt like I saw the structure, you know, and, and, right. and again, it felt like because I could see that it extended uh, through the whole sky, mm -hmm. it felt that was what made me feel like it was enclosed mm -hmm. was because it, it kind of came out the other end, you know, and it, that's what made me feel like it was more like a, like an enclosed bubble. Like if you, if you pictured like being inside of a, a, a sphere with it, with a grid projected all the way through, all the way around the mm -hmm. entire ceiling, it felt kind of like that. But the, the stars, I just, I remember looking up and seeing stars and I've never seen so many stars in my life, but thinking to myself, I want to see the stars behind those stars mm -hmm. and and they sort of moved in a, a little way it, it almost like it, it it kind of moved like oh you want to see the stars behind? okay well we can move that out of the way and then you can see even more stars whoa they're even way back there there was, that, there was that grid again and I, again i couldn't tell if they it hmm. seemed like the grid was behind the stars but but again it's like it's it's perspective your eyes aren't really working well stars are tricky just in under the perfect circumstances, you don't know what the atmosphere is doing. And you know, the whole thing, like there's, right. it, there's a lot to unpack. And, and again, unpack. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't say with any certainty whether the, the grid was necessarily behind the stars. It looked like it was, but it only looked like it. Was. The bottom so, line is it was there. The bottom line is that and it was there. It was undeniably there. <laughs> and if I, even if I didn't want it to be there, didn't seem to matter. It, that that's what I saw that right. time around. And now when, I mean, I th after that, you know, I, uh, it's a lot to unpack and, and, and it, and it takes, 
it takes a while. I had it. We had a, a really funny experience the first time in 2019. We were when we had done this the ceremony, and then we were going back to his to Johnny's hotel room. So we had to get in an elevator and go up to this hotel. And when we did that, um, investigative reporter Derek Bros, who's a friend of mine now, but I didn't know him at the time, he got in with us. He says, "Hey, hey, how's it going?" Because he was going up the elevator, and we he said, "How's how's it going? Where are you guys coming from?" I said just did the DMT ceremony. He goes, Oh, he goes, if you wake up in the middle of the night and you feel like you're still kind of feeling it, that's normal. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for oh. the tip. You know? So, so I remember that in 2019 that the guy who had another guy who had some experience was like, by the way, you, you may experience this all night long. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking that after that night with the grid, which was, I didn't expect to, 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 to still be seeing any of that stuff, but I did realize that, that my mind was going to have to catch up with what I just saw and mm-hmm. that that process was going to take, you know, it's like the, it's like, I, I don't have enough CPU. There's not enough Ram in my, in my brain to process everything that I saw. So, uh, you know, I was kind of spinning for a little while. So we had a great time that Friday night afterwards. And I, I, I interacted with people and saw people. Did you tell people? Did you, t- did- I, 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 I told, um, I told the people that I already knew that mm-hmm. I was with, you know, that I was kind of interacting with some of them were like, Hey, you know, like, you know, how, how have you been? And I told, told of a few of them, but I didn't like make it. a. a I didn't. And what did they say? How did they react? Uh, they were, you know, they're all, I mean, listen, if you're at an Arcapulco, you're, you're sort of, you're sort of already predisposed, pre- predisposed to, to yes. like this sort of thing and being yeah. kind of interested in it. Like there was never, there was no like, how dare you? This is terrible. No, no. You're, you're doing drugs. But you was know, there any relatability? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I think I saw some. This is, this is, this is a crowd of people that are there because they, they suspect something's wrong too. You know, they, they understand that there's something wrong with the system that we're living in. And, and those types of people that are curious about how it all went wrong and how we can fix it and what we're doing. Those are the types of people that are interested in psychedelics because they want to know what else is out there. And so Mm -hmm. I've always had that, you know, I don't, I never went into this with any sort of intention other than let's just see where this goes. Mm -hmm. I never went out there with like, I want to get clarity on a dead relative or I want to see the grid or any of that stuff. I Mm -hmm. never went in there with, I tried to, to allow myself. I've always tried to allow myself to be open to wherever the trip takes me as opposed to saying, no, 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 you're doing, no, I want to see this (laughs) and work that way with the universe. You know, like I no, you're going to see what you need to see. You're going to, when you need to see it and how you need to see it, we will decide what the trip is. You need to go along for the ride. So I've always humbled myself before these events and, and sort of gone into it with the intention of, I just am curious to know how it all works. I don't know that I'm ever going to figure it out. I don't know that that is a a little bit more. more. Give me, give me more. I can handle it. I can handle it. You, you could scare me a little bit with it or it can be emotional and i've had those and and we'll get into those in in the in the other se- session but but yeah. but I, I but i i wanted to 
take my hands off the steering wheel and say, you drive. That's the best way to do I'm it. I'm good. I'm good with, I'm good with observing this. I don't, I, I wouldn't presume to know where I'm even going. And do you suppose, Charlie, this, per, your perspective going into these sorts of things, and by the way, I applaud that. I think when you're doing something that's sacred, by the way, humility has to be top of mind. Whether you're visiting a sacred site or participating in a, participating in a sacred ceremony, reverence for that process has to be first and foremost. But, and, and we assume that a lot of people uh, do that. They not all do. They ab can abuse it. But as far as your being privy to seeing something that we're going to assume may in fact be how things work, why you? Do you think it was that attitude that signaled to the universe or whatever catalyst or conduit brought that to you? Why you? Because I was ready. I was ready for it. I, I'm I because I have come to the understanding that it is very possible that everything I know is wrong about everything. And, oh. and if, if I, if I am willing to admit that as somebody that writes books, does podcasts and tries to tell people how I think things are, if I'm still willing to acknowledge that I could be totally wrong about everything, and that I leave myself the flexibility to be corrected. If I receive information that is better than the information that I previously had, mm -hmm. I have to leave myself flexible. I've mm -hmm. taken that approach with my books, with my podcasts. This is what I think. This is what I believe. This is what I can prove. This is what I can, I can show you now with a big asterisk that says subject to change. Absolutely. Yes. Should new and better information come my way. And, and because otherwise you get too dug in on something and 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 i and i'm i think i'm right about the things i talk about or else i wouldn't be talking about them yeah but i've been wrong plenty of times and i'll be wrong in the, in the future and and so maybe because i am open to the possibility that i don't know anything the universe said let's blow this guy's mind hmm. okay because Fair because because I, I i put myself in a position to 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 be shown Okay, well, you you think you know, and that's fine. But do you know this? Let me show you this thing, and you go, right. "Whoa, I didn't know that." And they said, "Just keep that in mind next time you're telling the world how you think it is. Keep that in mind keep when you keep mind. the grid in mind, and you go, yeah, that'll always yeah. be in the back of your mind.' So you Forever. know, other people know. Let's talk about the factions. I like to call them the factions." For now, you know what I'm talking about, Journeyers. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, Charlie. Do they know? And if so, do they know how this works? And if so, are they leveraging this reality to bend certain aspects of reality in the way that they want, perhaps? I don't think so because I don't think they would ever get themselves humble to the point where they would be able to actually receive the messages. The people that want to use this and, and, and trap you and hold it over your head, this information, those aren't the people that would ever be trusted with this information by the universe. I just feel like those people would be getting bad, bad info. I feel like the, I, I feel like this is a magical experience that I had. It's something that will, 
there, there's very few times in, in life when, when you are in the middle of an experience and you recognize this is one of the coolest things I've ever done in my entire, this will be one of the top 10 things I, I do in my life. I had that experience happen one time back in 98 when I was with my friends and we rented Harleys and rode around Maui mm. all, all day on Maui's. And I said, like, this is the, this is one of the top 10 things I will ever do in my life. One of the coolest things. And I recognized it in the moment. Mm. The, the DMT se- se- uh, session was one of the coolest things. I, the, the mindset that you need, I think, to be in a position to get information like this is incompatible with the mindset that you would have if you wanted to be use this information to control people. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that you could ever, well, I mean, I just, it, how disrespectful would that be right. to know about all this and then use it to be a jerk to, to people and, and, and enslave them because of this? Oh, I mean- and yet it's, but, but here's, here's where the rub comes in with this, Charlie. Now, this is where we get on the rabbit hole. The rub comes in, you know, at first blush, when you think of this, imagine, you know, breaking news, we are living literally inside of a matrix. I've seen the grid. I've seen right. the net. I guarantee you there would be more than a few people that would think this is a malevolent idea. Is this a universal construct? Did, who put it there? What put it there? And why? If we are supposedly individuals of, of free will, how can we be in free will if we are in an enclosed, finite structure? I'm going to play devil's advocate for a little bit. How yeah. would you respond to that? Well, we, we, I don't think we, ha- I don't think we, we have free will to the extent that, to the, as far as the parameters of the settings that mm. have been set up. Right. Mm. But we don't, we're operating in under like the laws of physics in this reality, the laws of free will, you know, in this reality, but that's not to say that there, there isn't a, a ways that you can adjust the settings on that a little bit more. I mean, within, I don't think of, I, I don't, I, I, I don't have any sort of feelings one way or the other about whether this situation is good or bad. It just kind of, I'm just still processing the fact that it is, you know, maybe I'll get, maybe I'll need a couple more experiments before I, I, I determine whether this is a good thing or a bad thing. If it's a simulation, do you want to see this again? Oh yeah, you do. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I would, I would like to, um, I, I want more information to the extent that I'm allowed to have it. I, I would like to, I, but if it's a simulation, then, then why would somebody, why would something be simulating this? If, if it's a simulation to me, my default swings to that's a little kind of scientific to set up a simulation. Let's see what happens. I want to see what, what happens when I, when I said, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. It's just, let's see what happens type of thing. Could be good. Could be bad. There's, there's, of course we live on this planet. There's horrible suffering, right? You can turn on your TV and see it, or you can close your TV and you would never know it was there. So the whole reality is subjective too. And so good, bad, mm, you know, good. It, or, it, yeah, it good. Yeah. Maybe it's good now, but bad later. I don't know yeah. this is everything kind of changes. I, 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 I don't know. I'll tell you, I didn't ever, I didn't put any sort of 
good or bad label on it. Mm-hmm. I just felt like I walked in. I felt like I walked in and saw something I wasn't supposed to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and now I'm were. trying to piece that together. Yeah. But, but I think you were, I want to give you a quote before we close out a couple more things before we close out. Um, this is a, a paper in 2003 that was written by Oxford philosopher, Nick Bolstrom as it relates to simulation theory. And this is what he said. He says, quote, if there are long-lived, this is to the why of what what may be happening, if there are long-lived technological civilizations in the universe, and if they run computer simulations, there must be a huge number of simulated realities complete with artificial intelligence inhabitants who may have no idea that they're living inside of a game. Inhabitants like us, perhaps, end quote. How did this make you feel in terms of the authenticity of Charlie Robinson? Did you start to question your own uh, participation in this game that you may be yeah. stimulated as well? <laughs> sure. Well, I think when you break us down into our, our parts and pieces, you know, we're just vibrating atoms, right? We have, we're, 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 we're experiencing this. We're all electric electricity, (laughs) you know, we're, we're not solid. We shed all of our cells change every, you know, die off and are regenerated every seven years, as they say. So I was, we've died in, in in some form or fashion before, uh, just during our current life. Mm -hmm. It's, it, it feels like, I'll tell you what, what I have, what I do feel about, uh, frustrated about with regard to this whole thing. I do feel like there is some sort of limiter or regulator or governor on our minds where we're not allowed to really comprehend the full scope of things. I know I've heard other mm. people talk about that. I, I'm not, I'm, this isn't like I'm coming up with, with some new idea here or anything like that, but the idea that we are restricted from our true powers, things like telepathy, you know, all of these, the, you get a little glimpse of them from time to time with psychedelics and you go, okay, I can hear uh, this conversation that my friends are having in this back room, you know, f- way a- away from me mm. that I can't hear. I couldn't hear this morning. And tomorrow I won't be able to hear it either. But right now, my ears can hear them talking. I can hear that. Why can't I do that all the time? Mm-hmm. Why can't I access that all the time? Why does it take a some sort of substance that allow me to connect? To or a transformative. Stuff? It could be a spiritual awakening as well. And there are people that are actually wired to have more of this. I have a cousin, not to cut you off, but I have a yeah. cousin that can hear conversations uh, of people having conversations remotely. Um, and he's not doing uh, at least not that I'm aware of any substance that can exacerbate the experience, but just seeing, you know, it does happen, so it, but not it, regularly. It, 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 so if that can happen, mm-hmm. why can't I make it happen all the time? Why can't I tap into that all the time? If you have these, these unusual, you know, synchronicities in your life and you go, Oh, you know, like you, you, you have deja vu and you go, what is that? What is that? You know? Yeah. And it makes you think like, Is this, am I re am I, is, does it feel very similar because I'm reading off of some sort of cosmic script and I'm just, I just took, 
got a page ahead of myself and now my brain is catching what is really happening. So I've always been fascinated with it again, but no particular, no particular expectation on my part to have it all figured out either. You know, I would never pretend to say, oh, well, I'm going to go get to the bottom of this, you know, but, 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 but taking a piece here and a piece there and to be, and, and to, I, I recognized early on that there is that if we, this is part of why Dave and David, I can, I get along so well is we come, we, we sort of see this, the world this way, uh, very similarly, you know, that if what you see with your eyes and hear with your ears is the extent of what you believe reality is you're very you're very much limiting yourself Absolutely. there is a world beyond that we can only see a very you know visible spectrum is small things yeah. that we can hear do- you know we have dog whistles here i mean the, right there you could tell, blow this with dog can hear it i can't so some of the things that we are we're limited in our senses and mm-hmm. and when you 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 go on a psychedelic experience some of those barriers are removed temporarily mm-hmm. and you can, and what you find is that you have a little bit of added capacity. You might be able to see things you couldn't see, or you could hear things you couldn't hear or whatever you, it's almost like a superpower if I'm being honest, but you, but it, you also go, okay, well, this is great. Why can't I access this all the time? Why, who, who yeah. made it? So is it, is it for my own benefit that I can't, you know, if that's, that's the answer, question. tell me. I right. can, you know, I can handle it, but, but is that the, would I, is this power that I should never wield, <laughs> you know, in my day-to-day life or, 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 or we being, or was the simulation set up and the parameters set up in a way that, you know, like you're planning dungeons and dragons characters, you, know, you only get plus four, plus four hearing you don't get plus nine hearing. If you get right. plus nine hearing, you have to give it up somewhere else. You know what I mean? Like what, yeah. what are, what are we doing? Playing some sort of trade-off with our, 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 our abilities. And, and, right. and so uh, that to me th- makes me feel like somebody set, you know, somebody got in there and, and, and put the settings at a certain level where human beings can only do this, even though you're capable most. of doing mo- most human beings. Can There's only, some yeah. that Thank can you. usurp all of that. We can get into that idea, mm. Charlie, that the, another big question is why is it that some people, we always use the proverbial Michael Jordan of, you know, psychic phenomena and telepathy right. and ESP where others can barely crack the you know, crack the code. So there, there's a sliding scale of, of capacity. Was that preset? So many different things. Are there some people that are actually uh, somehow living outside of this matrix uh, from a consciousness perspective? Big questions, all of them. Listen, we're over time. <laughs> That's how deep this conversation is, you guys. We're over time. We're going to go over to Patreon. Now, we talked offline about going more into your DMT experiences, and we can touch on that. But you know what I want to do, you guys? Here's where I'd like to go with this conversation, because we can't end it here. So please come over next door. Jerry Wills. If you all know the story of Jerry Wills and his Peru experience, that was told to me by Linda Moulton Howe, uh, and it's, on, it's actually on our YouTube channel several years ago, is phenomenally uh, interesting to correlate to your experience. And I want, we didn't have a chance to go into it here, but I really would like to take that next door. Jerry Wills, who he himself through a very, very unique method was able to find himself apparently inside of another universe and had uh, a voice tell him 
exactly how our universe is created. And it's strikingly, it is striking hallmarks to your experience. So that's what I want to do if we can, Mr. Charlie, because we did this thing is just yes. gone. It's just too much. Whew, we may have to have a part two. I think we will have to have a part two. Come, <laughs> come on over to Patreon. But before we do, a couple of things. You've got a great bu- book. You're working. Can I say you're working on a second one? Am I not supposed to say that? No, I, I'm always writing. Yeah, okay. I'm working, I'm writing working on another one. one. But your no. first book is The Octopus of Global Control. Yes. We're do- doing really well, by the way. I'll have a link uh, where you can get that book on Amazon. We'll, uh, yeah, you'll be able to. It's, it's heavy. It's hilarious and horrifying. I think I'm quoting you at the same time. Yeah. Um, and also your macroaggressions podcast. Where can people find it? In audio format, wherever podcasts are served. In video format, Rockfin is a good place. Um, band.video, they have it. Odyssey, mm-hmm. vigilante.tv. That's Jeff Berwick's uh, platform. So I, I try to put it out where, wherever I can. But the uh, most people listen to it in the audio format. And I know that. Because at Anarchapulco this year, I was freaking people out because I was talking to them and halfway through the conversation, they realized they were talking to me because of the <laughs> voice. And they went, wait a second. I've never, I didn't even know who you, I didn't know what you look like, but I know the voice. So, so well, that happened multiple times at Anarchapulco, which was, which was kind of uh, funny for me. And it also was nice test marketing. Cause I'm like, all right, well, clearly you're just listening to the audio then. So ah, uh, wherever, wherever you want to go, I don't care. Get it, get it in video format, get it in audio format. It, it all works for me. I just appreciate. And, and I do two episodes a week. One is an interview and one is a monologue where I pick a topic and kind of drill down on it. So, awesome. um, and we cover all kinds of things. I have, like you said, I had D- David icon recently and, and yeah. talking about, uh, climate you know, insanity and, and, yeah, yeah. And, and simulation theory. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll make sure you have a link to that, by the way. And yeah, that was a good one. I mean, yeah. if for no other reason, D- David's the best guy to interview because, because really with him, all you, all you need to do is say, ladies and gentlemen, David Icke. And, and let then, him go. I ladies know. and gentlemen, I... thanks for coming on David Icke. And he just, he'll go the whole time. But, but we, you know, we, we, we you, met you each other at a we yeah. met each other at Anarchapulco in 2019 when we were both promoting, I was doing the octopus book and he was promoting the answer. And so we, we sort of stayed in, in touch for, from, from then on. I like David. Oh, I wouldn't wow. be doing what I'm doing if it wasn't for David Ike's work. So as with a lot of, a lot of people, he's added a lot uh, to our process, let's just say, and more to come. The dream, I believe is his latest book. And I know that's going to be, that's going to be an eye opener continuing saga. Okay, you guys, we're going to Patreon right now. Please come on, come on over. We're going to talk about the Jerry Wills case. We're going to go further into the simulation idea. And when you do, of course, you know, you're supporting higher journeys. So we appreciate you for that. All right, guys, we'll talk to you soon. Don't hang up. <laughs> Take care. Bye.